Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing blast chillers, the magic of whales, and the tax implications of owning a car. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Amazon's purchase of some vacuum cleaners and celebrity phone calls. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 344, recorded August 18th, 2022. Frosty Mugs. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who know how to make the frostiest cocktails. It's Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Good evening, gentlemen. You gotta chill the glass. You gotta chill the glass. Yeah, I'm I'm very forgetful. I'm very for- I ne- would never remember to like put the glasses in the fridge. I just keep my glasses in the freezer. <laughs> just just for even for like your coffee mugs you keep in there, just to you kind of not, just to really not, stress them not out. My coffee mugs. You know, it occurred to me recently. Uh just keep your coffee mugs in the oven and keep the oven at like 300 degrees constantly before (laughs) i got one of those ember mugs i would in the morning i would while i was making the coffee i would boil water and i would put the hot water in my coffee mug and then have a hot mug and put put the put the coffee in but it occurred to me that in the same way i keep my my cocktail glasses in the freezer i should also keep ice cream bowls in the freezer because I like put ice cream in a bowl the other day and it like it starts melt it like melts instantly because it's the summer and so like it's hot and the bowls are hot compared to the ice cream the bowls are hot. Got to start are doing you, that too. I need a bigger are, freezer. That was Are you say. familiar with a uh with a a glass freezer? There's a no. I'm going to I got to share my screen back at you guys, but there is a uh there is a device you can purchase. I've seen, I've never, I know bars have them. I've never used one at a bar. But basically what it does is it uses a CO2 canister. And in about three to six seconds, it will chill your glass. Oh, hell yeah. And you just insert your you know, wine glasses, beer glasses, and um, it'll. Uh, go back to that photo where it shows the uh, person using it. Oh, yeah, there's a there's your video. And is it so, safe to have your exposed hand underneath that? Uh, pe- yeah, I mean, would you not trust this random seller on Amazon? <laughs> and how much is this device? Well, on Amazon right now, without the CO two tank, it's about five, you know four hundred and fifty bucks. Which, if you're a restaurant, I don't think it's a crazy investment. Maybe for your house, that might be a bit yeah, of overkill. Look, look at this name of this product. Oh, are you talking about the instant, rapid, fast CO2 glass froster chiller cooler freezer for beer, wine, whiskey, cocktail, champagne, <laughs> martini, vodka, rum, beverage drink in bars, nightclubs, pubs, restaurants, hotel, and home? <laughs> it's got four and a half stars. Rum beverage drink. That's going to be the name of my next cocktail. <laughs> From beverage rum drink. beverage drink. I love that. <laughs> now, like, what, like, realistically, what is the difference between this machine and, like, a soda stream that it needs to be? Five hundred dollars. Like it's just know. a thing that squirts CO two, right? Is is the CO two in the soda stream cold? I think all CO two is kind of cold. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe there is some. Uh, maybe there's there's some extra chilling that goes on. 
but at least in my head, like CO2 is like, like if you, if you took one of your soda scream canisters and pushed down on the button, like your finger would be cold. Oh, I, I've never used one. So yet I didn't know that. That's interesting. They do have one here. It's like a countertop one that all you do is add ice and water. The beverage, the glass rotates while being sprayed with ice water. And I guess that'll cool it down. Wow. And it's only a hundred bucks. It's a bargain. Sure is. The, uh, Dan, that, that bar we went to one time, the Booker and Dax place, the guy who wrote Mm -hmm. the crazy guy who wrote the book, his, he, so in the book, his, his method for chilling glasses is liquid nitrogen. So you take a little scoop of liquid nitrogen and you swirl it around in your glass and you toss it out. Now that's dangerous. (laughs) That, that will screw you up. That's there's actually a place. So good. There's a place around here that makes ice cream in front of you using liquid nitrogen, where they actually like will mix the raw ingredients in a bowl, pour a bunch of liquid nitrogen, and like yeah, make you the freshest called? ice cream. That's like Cold Stone plus plus, right? Uh, yeah, basically. I mean, they this place is called Smoke and Scoops, but um, <laughs> it's, it's, yes, and they do they do serve alcohol there, which is one of the few ice cream places I've seen that also serves alcohol. So nice. hmm. that's interesting. Well, my, my deep dark secret is this is just a frosted glass. It's not actually cold at all. What? Yeah. What? You Sorry. lied. So cold. Oh my god! I. How can I ever trust anything you do again, Dan? You've shattered my my belief in you. I don't know how it works because, like with an actual frosted glass, when you pour the water in, it gets clear where like the liquid is. I don't know what kind of crazy material science is going on there. It's crazy. I'm sure it's healthy for you to drink out of whatever it is. Yeah. Um, can I talk about whales real quick? Uh, don't let me stop you. Um, I think I. Oh wait, we didn't have the show last week. Correct. Right. So don't look. Don't look and don't panic yet. Don't look. No okay, spoilers. I'm not. Looking. I'm not looking. Um. We arrive on San Juan Island and we get to the like Airbnb we're staying at. And the woman who owns the Airbnb is in the driveway and she like is pulling out and she says, Oh, like follow me. Like J K and L pod are going down the coast. And we're like, what's that? Uh, and we follow her and we, we quickly surmise it's the, the Orca whales, the killer whales. And so immediately upon arrival, we go down and we see the orca whales from a pretty good distance, like, I don't know, 200 yards, 300 yards, maybe. Uh, and my first impression of them was that they are so loud. They just don't give a fuck. And I was talking to someone and they're like, oh, yeah, because they don't have any predators. They're the apex predator of the ocean. So it doesn't matter how loud they are. If they're not hunting, they can do whatever they want. Like, that's interesting. The blowhole thing that you see, it's so loud. Mm. Um, it's like an explosion. Uh, so that was cool. We got some tail slaps, and that was great. But then the thing that really blew my mind was back at that place we were staying at, you could see the ocean from, I don't know, it must have been two miles away at that point. And you could hear the orca whales if they were in the area because you'd hear the little explosions. 
and you'd look and then you could see like teeny tiny orca whales swimming along the ocean. So that was cool. And that happened three or four times while we were there, which was crazy. So if you want to see orca whales, go to San Juan Island in August. We looked up the stats statistically on any given day of about a 30% chance. So with four out of 10, we beat the odds. We were statistically lucky. Yeah, but then we saw this. Uh, we we went on an actual whale watching tour. And at this point, we were like, well, we've already seen the oracle whales, the rarest of whales. So, like, I, you know, I'll settle for a sea lion or something. I don't need anything crazy. And the, we get in the boat, and the guy books it for, like, 45 minutes to Canada. And then there's this morass of boats. And there's this one boat. It's, I don't know, they're... It couldn't have fit more than 50 people if you stuffed them in. Like, there were maybe 30 people on it. And it's, like, really listing to one side. And then you see a bunch of people run, and then it's listing to the other side. And this humpback whale was, like, sticking its fin up out of the water, like, right underneath the boat. And also, it was doing the blowhole thing, which our guide said, looks cool, smells terrible, because it's not water, it's whale snot. Um <laughs> which I didn't know. I did not know that. Uh, so apparently everyone would have wanted to take a shower on that boat. So it, that, it didn't come up to us, but we did get to see it do the leap out of the water, which was truly bananas. Like it's one, I've watched you know Planet Earth so many times and you see the whales, like, oh, those whales look pretty big. But to see like a school bus jump out of the water under its own propulsion <laughs> is like pretty crazy. Um, I learned lots of fun whale facts. Are you ready for some whale facts? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, well, we don't know why whales jump out of the water, but almost all whales do. It's just a thing that they do. Uh, it could be because it stuns fish. That's theorized about why they do the tail slaps on the water. It's like a hunting thing. Uh, it could be because it, it... You remember reading in like elementary school about the little teeny tiny fish that that like attach to the whale and feed off of it? It could be a way to get those things off. Um, or it could be a way to be like, hey, look how much energy I have. I'm a, the size of a school bus and I have enough energy today to jump out of the water. Stay away from me. Um, so that was, that was interesting. The thing that really blew my mind, though, is we went to the whale museum on the island and they had like like a, an office whiteboard-sized corkboard, not huge, and on it was every orca whale in Washington, northwest Washington, Canada area, all of them, how they're related to each other, when they were born, when they were last seen, what their names are, Wow! how you can, like, what distinguishing characteristics they have. And sadly, this is only possible because there are so few of them, uh, and they're born so rarely, but I didn't know that we knew so much, uh, so much about them. That was, and, and the whole like matriarchal society thing. I, I watched Blackfish, but I don't remember like them going that deep into the wild side of the orca whales, but like they live with their mothers, like their entire lives. And they have these like matriarchal pods it was pretty crazy. Well, do oh, you and there's know two types. Oh, go ahead. Do you know how they're able to track the whales so specifically? Uh, with lots it's, of... Oh. Every I, t well, no, this is a lot of people don't know this. Every time a whale logs into Instagram or Facebook and posts <laughs> a cookie, and they, they, you'd be shocked at what they can track about you. Facebook has all these charts. They, yeah. they can track... Okay, sorry, I had to get a, a well, lame the, joke. The, 
the whale's equivalent of their their user agent string and everything is their fins. The fins are apparently oh. very uniquely shaped, and sometimes they have cuts on them, and they're different heights. So the photos of all the fi- of all the whales on the corkboard were just of their fins. Um, so you could distinguish them. Also, they can live to be over 100 years old. I didn't know that. There are, there are whales alive today that were like kind of alive before humans really were interfering with orca whales, which is crazy to think about. So how many of them did you harpoon for the blubber? <laughs> Zero. What? Uh, how else are you going to light your lamps? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I went deep on whales. I, I did some deep whale research on Wikipedia last weekend. It was pretty cool. Nice. No, it looks looks really interesting. Go if you're ever. This would be my new like top three things to do in Washington is go to this island and see some whales. That's cool. <clears throat> I remember once in it wasn't in San Francisco, but in the Bay Area somewhere. Uh, at the beach, there were like dolphins. You saw dolphins in real life. That was I thought that was normal. Yeah. Let me uh, let, let me ask you guys a question. Yeah, this is one of my hypothetical curiosity type questions. Get to know you two a little bit better. So, Dan hung out with the whales, had a great time. If you guys could have a personal interaction with any type of animal on the planet. And by personal interaction, I mean you could, like, touch it, pet it. It's not going to kill you. But you get to have, like, a one-on-one opportunity to hang out with any animal of your choice. Which animal would you choose? I have. I think I have my answer. It's going to be a little obvious, but here's my explanation. The, the animal heretofore that I've had the most fun hanging out with has been my aunt and uncle's German shepherd because it's very smart. <laughs> okay. And this is not my answer, but it's way more fun to interact with a smart animal than a dumb one. Just going to, at least for me, I'm just going to put that out there. Therefore, knowing that orca whales are probably the smartest animal, even smarter than dolphins and monkeys, I think I would, if I knew that one wasn't going to kill me... Uh, <laughs> I saw this video of two orca whales playing with a great white shark. And again, like the great white shark looks very small in comparison mm. to an orca whale. <laughs> they're just like, it's like a cat playing with a mask. They're just flinging it around and the shark's like bleeding and it tries to run away and they go and grab it again. It's like, and uh, yeah, but they don't really eat sharks. They just kill them for fun. And uh, dolphins too, uh, which is like pretty, pretty fucked up. So anyway, well, to be fair, humans that the, do that too. Sorry? We kill sharks for fun, too. I'm just saying. Yeah. We like to think of animals, though, and I guess this is what made it so interesting to me. We like to think of animals as, like, machines, almost, like like a goat. It just wanders around and eats grass and poops, and it's it's basically not that much different than a plant, really. Yeah. Um, but at the, when you get to that point where you're like, why do whales jump out of the water? Why are they killing the dolphins and then just leaving their uneaten carcasses around? The dolphins can't harm the whales. Like, I don't know. We're dealing with a higher order being here that does random, random stuff. I love it. Good answer. Colby, what about, uh, what about you?
I like I keep I this is not my answer, but I just can't <laughs> stop thinking about Tiger okay. King for some reason. This okay. question straight to Tiger King. So 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 your takeaway from Tiger King was I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I mean. It's not my answer, but that's like what's lodged in my head. Mm. But what if you knew that the the giant cats would not attack you, and you knew it was safe? Well, You're not right, starting right. in, a, in a, an industry to exploit them. You're just hanging out with one once. Yeah, it's just one time. I'm not that's saying you have to like own one. <laughs> that that sounds cool. If I wasn't if I wasn't going to be injured, maybe like an octopus would be cool. I hear they're oh, like that's a good idea. Yeah, pretty pretty smart. Yeah, I think a giant cat would have been my second preference because I do really like regular cats. They're fun to pet. Imagine if you could actually cuddle with, like, a leopard. I think it would be, like, super cozy. And oh, if sure. you knew it wasn't going to bite your head off. Right. I, 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 have, a, I have enough cat in my life. <laughs> I, I don't need any more. He, he certainly feels like a, uh, a leopard when he's sleeping on top of me in the middle of the night. Blink <laughs> twice, Sean, if your cat made you say that. <laughs> I, I got a few war wounds here and there. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I would, uh, I would pick a hippopotamus. Oh, cause they're, they're big, but they live most of their life underwater, but they don't actually swim. They walk along the floor of the water and propel themselves that way. They don't really swim. And you know that hippos, they can open their jaws 180 degrees. And you can yeah. like chuck food in their mouth. So that's I would want to hang out with a hippo. You know, like take a watermelon and like, you know, three point ball <laughs> it right into their mouth. So I I'd want to hang out with a hippo. They seem very nice, although they're not. They're actually incredibly dangerous. But sure, yeah, a recurring theme. I was also trying to think of like what would be a super rare animal that like almost no one has ever hung out with. Well, I think like imagine because like I said, it can't injure you. So imagine like you got to pick the most dangerous animals like you've really got because then people are gonna like i'm gonna hang out with a shark or i'm gonna hang out with a <sighs> snakes big snakes. yeah like a scorpion or something it would be cool to look at a scorpion up close Do, are you guys scared by bugs and snakes because they don't bother me at all i don't think so i'm annoyed by bugs sure um and I don't think I'm – I've seen someone who's scared of snakes, friend of the show, Mike. Shout-outs to that time we <laughs> we uh, rode bikes across the walkway over the Hudson, and he encountered a snake and then <laughs> booked it. Never seen someone bike so fast. It was Tour de France levels. <laughs> so I can't say that I'm afraid of snakes. I would, I would move away from almost any snake because I don't feel so confident as to know which ones are poisonous and not, especially here. I don't know. Are there poisonous snakes in the, the PNW? No idea. I'm actually going to Google that right now. That's something <laughs> like I should know. know when you're out in the woods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I don't feel bothered by bugs, the bugs and snakes that we have in this, uh, in this area of the world. It, yeah. It's a good place like, for that. Right. Right. Mostly they're no big deal. Uh, however, I do dislike uh, house centipedes. Yeah. I just don't Unpleasant. like the way the way that they move and behave and the speed at which they zip around. I could do with it, if we're being honest. Also, like I've heard that they bite, like they'll bite you and it hurts. I've never been bitten by one, but like 
That's because you're so vigilant. Well, right. So I was during the pandemic. This was during the pandemic. I had in my apartment, there was a place where the previous tenants uh, had like wall mounted a TV much too high for any TV to ever be wall mounted and like not hurt your body to, to, to watch. And so there's one of those like TV wall mount outlet things like way up high. And so I obviously did not use that same TV configuration. So that, that big outlet was just over above the, the, where the couch was at the time. And I had put like a picture in front of it. I was sitting on the couch watching TV one day with my arm out and something like all of a sudden I felt, felt something fall on my arm. It was, it was a, a pretty, pretty robust house centipede, um, which I like flung across the room and then proceeded to smush. And then lit your apartment on fire and burned it to the ground. You had had enough. <laughs> right, right. I did go on a like uh, gaps and cracks ceiling uh, <laughs> rampage after yeah. that. That's that's got to be a bar name or something. <laughs> you know, I think it's like you can go to the hardware store and buy stuff called like it's called like gap and crack filler. <laughs> or something. It's like it's like a spray can of like insulation foam. <laughs> Gross. House centipedes. Well, guys, any uh, any technology? Uh, updates in in your lives before we talk about the technology updates in the world at large. Do we talk about my new computer? Yes, we did. I, got a I have. Computer. Did we talk about drones? Drones. Drones. No, so I'm cons so. I'm considering getting a drone license for work. Wow, license. Yes and no. So <laughs> if if you're flying under a certain size. And if you're doing it only for personal use, you do not have to get a license. But the second someone compensates you for doing it, you become a professional and you have to be licensed. Mm -hmm. And since I'm doing it for my job, it it qualifies. So if if um, we're considering buying one, and I would have to get licensed to uh, to do so. How rigorous is the drone licensing process? I'm told it's quite intense. It's a four to six week course. With a test at the end that's like 200 or something questions that's timed, and you have to score like a 90 or 95% to pass. Damn. So it's quite, I, I know somebody who got one. It, it is it is quite rigorous. But there isn't any, it's not like a driving test where you have to like show someone you know how to do it. If you pass the test, you get your license. Mm. And what are you going to use this for? For flying a drone. So, you know, because we're in the construction space, we do have some products that are used high up or even on roofs. Oh. So we're going to fly it around, take some pictures and videos of uh, job see. sites. I see. And yeah. just so happens that this responsibility falls to the, the marketing manager. Well, listen, I'm the go-to tech guy. Like, if, <laughs> if we buy some piece of equipment, usually I'm consulted. And so I, I, we have cameras and microphones and all kinds of equipment that I'm the one who uses and edits and operates. So... Sort of falls on my shoulders. That's great. But I'm not complaining. Right. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I like fun things. So that's awesome. Excited to maybe try that out. So I'll have to let you know how it goes should we ever pull the trigger. But uh, yeah, other than that, I don't think. I, I made an, a, uh, 
I upgraded my new computer already, which I just I didn't really. I took the hard drives from the old computer and I put them in the new computer. And have you seen the what are they called? The NVMSE is that what they're called, or just NVME drives? The new super duper fast flash drives. Flash drives used to be like thin things that looked like even tinier hard drives, but they looked they yeah. had like the metal case. They looked very similar. Um. Now they're they look like RAM turned on its side, basically. Uh, and so now, if you want to add more hard drives to your computer, you open it up and you just plug these things in. There's no cables. There's no like you got to plug the power cable in and plug the data cable in. So much easier. Uh, yeah, and it just it just worked. That's great. You must be getting crazy speeds on that. Crazy speeds. I haven't I haven't tested the uh, the hard drive speeds, but. It is very fast. Um, oh, and I figured out how to fix my fans. My fans were very loud. It turns out it's because they were running at full blast constantly. And you have to you have to change that if that's not how you want it to work. Mm, <laughs> Which, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, I knew that, you know, I've been living in this Apple world for so long. But <laughs> yeah, that's my technology update. Nice. I don't have a technology update, but I do own a car now. Whoa! Whoa. Burying the lead. Yeah, yeah. Does it have carplay? What is is it a te- what is it a Tesla or a Rivian uh, or Polestar? None. All no is the answer to all of those questions, oh. including does it have carplay? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, no. We like we were talking about getting a car, maybe. Because it would be convenient to like go to Rhode Island and do stuff. I don't know. Why does anybody get a car? And then my dad, my dad was getting rid of one of his like from his work. The work was getting getting rid of a car. Like he's he's on his like retirement trajectory. So like downsizing is happening, and he wanted to. He has like a date in mind when things will be over. And so he's like, well, this car isn't going to last until then. So I need to get a new one. So he was like, do you just want this? I was like, okay. So now we have a car. I went to the RMV to do all that jazz. And it was like being in a computer. Like I felt (laughs) like I was, I was the data being. You were the ones and zeros. Right. Passed around. Um, it turns out a thing I learned, you cannot, a business cannot give a car as a gift in the state of Massachusetts. Not allowed. Uh, I tried. <laughs> Although, <was> like, <laughs> wait a second. It should be possible, right? It, wouldn't it just be, it's not a gift. It would be a taxable event. <laughs> it would be, they would be paying you in car. Uh, right, right. So, so they, they can give you a car for zero dollars or like one dollar or whatever but you still have to pay sales tax on the car and you pay sales tax on the like you know estimated value of the car or whatever Um, but if it was a person like if my dad himself had been the owner of the car and not my dad via my dad's like company he could have given me the car and i could have 
taken possession of it without paying $600 to the state of Massachusetts. Oh, I was also thinking, aren't you technically an employee of the company? All right. Aren't you like the CFO or something? No, I mean, I was, I was the vice president for legal reasons when I was in college. (laughs) Is that your official title? Vice president for legal reasons? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) not suspicious at all. That's that's the full title. (laughs) Vice president was acceptable. Um, but I got when I moved to California, I got fired, and my sister oh, got hired as the devastating. Vice president. I was no longer geographically convenient enough to be to be the vice president of Natural Resource Services Incorporated. Well, and also it wouldn't even if you weren't it wouldn't make sense to give you the car because the car is still on the company books. Right, it's taxes, guys. You just can't win, See, especially not in, in Massachusetts. We don't have, I guess we do have sales tax, but we ha- there are so many taxes that we don't have, but they make all- up for it always in other areas. So th- what they do in this case is that they would just like, oh, you're registering uh, a car for the first time. That'll be $400 in registration <laughs> fees, please. Right. You got a license plate and you got the registration sticker and then, oh, the title transfer. Yeah. So that was like the registration fee was $25. <laughs> oh, I wish. You know, you know. <laughs> and then the way they really get you is it's surprise. That's an annual fee here. Mm. Every time you renew your registration. Damn. I guess not the title transfer, but everything else. Excise tax here. Yearly excise tax here is also wild. On my new car, I just got the bill. It was like $600 a year. Like, what is that? I still don't understand I don't. what that <laughs> what is. That's, they're penalizing you for doing. We're having a car. That's... That's I I really don't know. Is now, that the thing? Connecticut had this too, where like each year some jurisdiction that you're a part of knows what the current value of your car is and charges you some yep. like weird math equation based on that. Yep. Annually. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now you I don't do have that here, but instead you just get a flat fee every time you have to go to the DMV. Just get hammered. Uh, Colby, I do have to ask. Now, obviously, this is going to be a Massachusetts series of references I'm about to make, but obviously Massachusetts has a number of locally iconic specialty license plates you can buy. There's the one with the whales. There's the, you can get Red Sox or Bruins plates. You can get, um, what are some of the, help me out here. What are some of the other Massachusetts specialty plates? And each one of them is like, they donate to different things based on what you get. Um, and my you know question for Massachusetts was the first state to issue license plates. I I actually did not know that. That's very interesting. Did Did you get any kind of special plate, or did you just stick with Spirit of America? I got the regular one, the standard red and white Spirit of America, as you said. Oh, they don't have the special ones on Wikipedia. That's too bad. I think on the RMV site they do. But I did. I do like these. Um, the photos of all the license plates through the years for each state. That's a good vein of Wikipedia articles to go down if you're if you're curious someday. Oh, look at that. I didn't even know they had all of these. Okay, now I'm just getting distracted, but I'm gonna share There's my task here. Sharks. Because it's really you can get you can get the basketball hall of fame plates. Blackstone Valley, Boston Celtics, Bruins, Cape Ann. I don't even know what that is. Oh, the the Cape Cod plates. These are pretty iconic. 
Mm-hmm. Choose life. Mm, okay. Um, uh, conquer cancer. Rescue. Some of these I've never seen before in person. Oh, the fish and wildlife. Seen that one. I mean, think about free. You could get the Freemason plates. Yo. <laughs> you should have gotten the, the fresh uh, and local. You're a farmer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, He's, I swear to God, I've lived here my whole life. I've never seen Invest in Children. I've seen that one. Oh, my God. Martha's Vineyard. Tomatoes this year. I've seen the Animal Coalition, Nantucket. There's got to be some zanier ones here. Olympic Spirit. Surprised that still exists. Plymouth. Yeah, so definitely. And they're not, it's like 40 bucks a plate. It's not that expensive. The whale one. This one's pretty classic. Mm. Um, for the environmental trust. That that one you'll see a lot. The striped bass plate. Wow. Maybe next time. This time I was too concerned about like all the other stuff that was going on. That I That's was dealing with and still smart. S- still screwed up. Right. Taxes. I have a uh, a license plate fun fact. At least in Washington, if you have a license plate with multiple fours uh, in the serial number, you'll notice that the the horizontal line in the four is at a different place on each four. And the reason is because otherwise, if you had two fours next to each other, it would make the license plate too easy to bend because it would be oh. like a, a divot all in the same line. I don't know if other states do that too. I would have never thought of that. Interesting. Now, Dan, does does Washington have like inspections? Do you have to get your car inspected? Because Laura, no. said, Laura said Minnesota doesn't have inspections either. And I was like... Yeah, so famously... Washington, this may be not famous. Within Washington, this is infamous because, and I was not really here for this, but in 2019, I think, it used to be that Washington State did all of its own inspections. There was none of this, like, go to a random garage and have some guy hurriedly sign off on a piece of paper. You had to go to the state-run inspection thingy site, and there are many of them. But they closed that down in 2019 and just stopped doing inspections altogether. Uh Unless I think if you register a car for the first time and it's like older than a certain amount, you have to get it inspected. But otherwise you don't. Um, And then COVID happened. And then a firefighter was, you know, early in like January 2020 in Seattle, back when Seattle was ground zero for COVID law. Um, He was this random firefighter who was like just been promoted to like be a person who's not just literally a firefighter anymore. They're like, hey, you, why don't you deal with this COVID thing? (laughs) He's like, "Okay, um, what if we took all of the vehicle inspection sites and made them drive through testing centers? Because they already were drive throughs. They had multiple lanes and like people would line up and they had like the person go into the car and they did that. And that was like how you got all of your COVID tests done in, in Washington for at least like 2020 and 2021. Uh, I don't think they do that anymore. And then I think they've subsequently torn them all down. But he, that was like a crazy coincidence that those things had just been discontinued and ha- but had not yet been torn down or repurposed in another way. Hmm. I was, uh, was going to quiz you guys. Can you guess which are the five states with the highest 
car fatal car crashes per 100 million vehicle miles traveled. Huh. Interesting. So does that mean that means it's probably not it's not necessarily more populous places or something. Yeah, it's they take that into account. Further. Oh, I see. So it's corrected. I'm going to guess like Wisconsin, Nebraska. Nope. Nope. No? Nope. Nope. Nevada. I, think, I would say these are an interesting combination of places people actually live, but places you would think there are a lot of car deaths. Because <laughs> I, I guarantee you, places with higher death rates overall. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. No. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. These, these are by state. Uh, no. Oh, by state. Oh. Wow. Uh, Florida. Texas? Oh, Florida. Nope. It's gotta nope. Be Florida. nope. Nope. What? Nope. Nope. Not nope. all the old people of Florida who can't see anything? Nope. What? I, actually, I should look up the overall, but I would say several of these, again, I would say probably have pretty high death rates in general. That was another reason I guessed Florida. I'm trying. You're not far off. Well, oh, let's go to the other one. Let's go like Missouri. Mi- did, Colby, did I hear Mississippi? I said Louisiana. but Oh, Louisiana is three. Mississippi is two. Missouri. Nope. Oh, damn. Oh, not you, Siri. <laughs> I'll, I'll put you out of your misery here. Uh, number one, South Carolina. Number four, Arizona. Number five, West Virginia. Huh. Um, and I'll leave you with this. Can you name the five safest states? Now I'm going to go the other way. Alaska. No. <laughs> really? Hawaii. Nope. 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 Nebraska. Nope. California. I will say four of these all basically touch. You know, so like they don't. The New England states? Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe. That seems hard to believe, given how fucked up the roads are in <laughs> New England. Yeah, but maybe, maybe that like hardens us too. I uh, see. Yeah, you're right. That's why I was guessing Nebraska because my thought was you're go, you've been going straight for three and a half hours, and you're totally zoned out. Well, that's part of it. Is mass uh, these states don't have eight lane highways? You know, mm. I think that you can't get very fast because if you go really fast, you're just going to hit the end of the state. There's not very far for you to go. No, your top five sa- uh, safest Massachusetts, number one, Minnesota, two, New Jersey, Rhode Island, New York. Wow. New Jersey. It's in Minnesota. Yep. New Jersey is the least safe place I've ever driven. I, I, I well, statistically, no. Although those are fatalities. So maybe they just right. beat people up. They don't kill them. <laughs> Dan, remember the time we were in on the highway in New Jersey and we we I I inadvertently directed you to drive into the exact change only. <laughs> I don't remember that you did that, but I was just telling Lena about that. Uh, I think when we were driving back from the island. Yeah. I I I all I remember is like there was like toll booths with like no people, no cars in them. So <laughs> you're like, well, let's do that one. And like the empty subway car in New York, like there was a reason there were no people at the toll booth. Yes. And so we had a, I don't know. I feel like we spent like two or three minutes, like search, like frantically searching your car for change. And we, we did find exact change. 
Yeah, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I didn't have much cause to have lots of change in that car. But I guess more so back then than we would today. Right. Uh, guys, maybe we should squeeze in a little bit of tech news. Is there any, uh, there are a couple stories. It's the doldrums of summer, not a ton going on, but I think there's some interesting stories here. Let's talk about the iRobot stuff. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, there's not a lot to the story other than the fact it happens, but it didn't mean, uh, it doesn't mean we can't talk about it. Uh, Roomba robot maker iRobot has been purchased for $1.7 billion by Amazon. Uh, Dave Limp. SVP of Amazon Devices says, quote, customers love iRobot products, and I'm excited to work with the iRobot team to invent in ways that make customers' lives easier and more enjoyable. Um, No word on how it'll be integrated with Amazon um, or even if it'll operate as a separate company. Other, We don't really know much other than the fact that they're going to buy them. Now I'm imagining a Roomba that, like, wakes itself up and, like, drives over to you and, like, bounces into your foot, like, Hey, your Amazon package is on the way. Your Amazon <laughs> Well, that's basically the um the Astro robot that Amazon rolled out um a little while back, the little wheel around robot with the screen on it. Um so, yeah, entirely possible. Is is Amazon interested in the home only because Alexa was actually successful? Or, right, because it, I struggle to see like the benefit here, except insofar as that, like, well, Alexa's successful and this would make Alexa better. It's like, yeah, that's true, but I still don't really see how Alexa is is furthering Amazon's goal, which, as far as I can tell, is be present in as many transactions on the internet as possible, or actually, not even on the internet, just be present in as many transactions as possible. I mean, it is interesting. With Eero, right? Like, why Eero? I, I mean, I guess Alexa, but like, why? I mean, it's got to be to to me. It's it's if you think about Apple, they went and made phones and iPads and computers, but they made a gazillion dollars off of apps. And I just wonder if Amazon's theory is if we just get in front of as many people as many opportunities as we can, transactions will follow. Now, how will that work with your vacuum cleaner? I'm not sure. Maybe they'll auto yeah. order trash bags or something. I'm not sure. But I think, you know, even they have, I sometimes even forget exactly how many smart home devices they rolled out with, but they've got cameras and thermostats and and all kinds of. Um, yeah. You and know, the cameras they, make sense because that you could see how that would, and, you know, smart door locks and all that stuff. You can see how it would integrate with them delivering you things that you bought and then you thinking, oh, I'm going to, when I get the option, I'm going to buy things from Amazon because they'll put it right in my garage. But the vacuum cleaner, I, you know, the, it's a good point, though. Auto order, auto ordering the uh, replacement filters and everything. I can see that being a benefit. Yeah, I mean, again, they own Ring. They own Blink. They own, you know, they're they're just trying to get into the space. What's interesting to me is I think Amazon is uniquely positioned if they want to go to it into the lower cost smart device space. Whereas I think Google and some of these others, you know, they're pitching $250 cameras. I think the Amazon smart thermostat is a good example. It's a $50 price point, much more competitive than a Nest or or other similar items. So 
Um, I, I just wonder if if they can make it a little more some of these devices more approachable for the non techie set in a way other companies haven't. They have a smart soap dispenser. Did we talk about that on the show? I remember this the smart uh salt seller or salt shaker or whatever. Pepper grinder. I don't remember that. Yeah, apparently it's it's $35 and it shoots out the exact amount of soap. And it counts to make sure you wash your hands and it's got a speaker <laughs> in it so you can listen to music while you wash your hands. This is wild. No kind of wasted like, get... time. You can tell your Echo to play a song on your soap dispenser. Oh, and it'll do a little bit of soap. It'll do a lot of soap. This is, I might have to get one of these. This is stupid. And you recharge it. That's wild. Hmm. Huh. All right. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to get distracted. Yeah, I, I, in the short term, I don't know what this really means, but it's interesting. And, you know, this is I've always wondered why Amazon doesn't acquire more companies. They certainly have the money. Um, and I think if, if they wanted, it's probably much better for them to buy Roomba uh, iRobot than it is to build their own. Yeah, that's true. Roomba's been a thing for so long. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they're kind of the Kleenex of robot vacuums. I mean, you say Roomba, and it's it's really a household name. There, there's definitely value in that. Like I said, I wonder if Amazon will come out with a lower priced alternative because um, Roomba is a, I would argue, a premium, more of a premium vacuum brand. Right. Um, but interesting. They seem to have some technology worth acquiring. Um, any other stories in here? Snap canceling the Pixie drone. Uh, cameo live calls with celebrities. Seems like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to talk about that? Let's talk about that. Okay, yeah. Cameo, the service where you can get a weird, awkward video from a celebrity talking to you, um, is they're not really rolling it out; they're updating it um, and how it works. Uh, it's called Cameo Live. It offers a 10-minute live video call with a celebrity, which customers can choose to have either as a one-on-one, -on -one, they can send it as a gift, or take part in with up to nine friends. Um, it has um, prices can range anywhere from $250 up to $2,000 for the 10 minutes. I, uh, before the show, went through and scrolled and looked to see all the awesome celebrities you can talk to on here. Um, and spoiler alert, there really weren't many. Um, what, what would be the one if, if someone forced you, Sean, to talk to one of these celebrities, which one would you pick? One of the one that's actually on Cameo? Yeah. Yep. Uh, boy, who is on here that I saw? I'm scrolling through now. It really is a mix of, like, YouTube people, reality show people. Um, the um, Carol Baskin from Tiger King is on here. Oh, there you go, Colby. Old celebrity uh, athletes, retired athletes. There are a bunch of them on here. Um, and there is like the occasional actor. What was it? Um, who's the guy from si Newman from Seinfeld? Mm. Or Ernie Hudson from the Ghostbusters is on here. $750 for 10 minutes. 
a Wayne Knight. That's what I'm thinking. Wayne Knight, nine hundred and ninety dollars for ten minutes. Wow. So man, you that's know. a good business. Honestly, I mean, I don't know how many bookings they get, but for ten minutes, it's not. It's not too bad. And yeah, no, there. It's mostly just like people you've just never heard of. Um, Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. Um, maybe we should sign up. George went from Cheers, $375 for 10 minutes. Kenny G, $1,000 for 10 minutes. You get your own Kenny G song. That's awesome. I wonder if he would play for you. There also were, what's weird is there are a lot of impersonators where I'm like, I get buying a recorded cameo from an impersonator. They're like, it's me, Tom Cruise, and I'm here to wish you happy. Like, I get that. What would you talk to an impersonator about for 10 minutes? <laughs> Do they try and answer questions as the person or like, do they, I, uh, you, do you ask them like, Oh, what's it like to be an impersonator? I don't, <laughs> do, do you like doing this? Wow. Yeah. I can't think of a single celebrity I would want to talk to for hundreds of dollars for 10 minutes. Although right. Dean Norris from breaking bad, $900 for 10 minutes. Which one? Who is that? Which one is that? He's the the bald guy who was the DEA agent. Oh, sure. Tony Hawk. You can talk to skateboarder Tony Hawk. Seven hundred fifty dollars for ten minutes. Wow. Now, who do you think sets the price? Oh, the celebrity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. for sure. I'm sure they can pick any amount they want. Right. So, like, we could join Cameo and set our own price. Well, listen, if. For if disgraced former governor of Illinois Rod Blagojevich can get three hundred dollars for ten minutes, I think we will do okay. How I did you that, not pick him, Sean? I think you he would have been really, funny. Yeah, I think. Well, you know what? I would have asked him about his time on Celebrity Apprentice, hosted by Donald Trump. I think I'm sure there's fascinating yeah. stories there. Billy D. Williams, nine hundred bucks. Ask him all about Star Wars and those Colt forty five commercials. And how he was uh, Harvey Dent in the first Batman movie, and then they fired him. This is great. You can get Michael Cohen, disgraced uh, Trump attorney. <laughs> I mean, this is just, this is awful. Now, now, here's an idea. Could you, with the power of technology, buy two cameos and force two celebrities to talk to each other? Oh my god, that's so that is someone like a YouTube prankster should do that. That's a really funny idea. I love that. I love that. Like, what would Rod Blagojevich and, and uh, Michael Cohen have to talk about? I would love to be a fly in the hole in that room, and then you could be. Oh my god! Imagine because you can have up to ten people in these. Imagine if you invited like <laughs> nine different celebrities, like just totally like just random people, like. You know, athletes, actors, just like, hey, guys, for the next 10 minutes, you guys hang out. I'm just going to watch. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah, I got to go. You guys, you take it from here. Uh, that is such a good idea. That's awesome. I'm like, I, I literally am getting about as much enjoyment just reading the list of pop of possible celebrities than I am actually talking to one of them.
Boston Bruins goalie, Jeremy Swayman. Colby, I know you're a big Bruins fan. It's uh, it's not untrue, I guess. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> I mean, we, we got to get off of this because I'm not even joking. I could just looking at just the a lot of people from 90 Day Fiance are on here. Um, yeah, anyway. So that's Cameo Calls, guys. Maybe a great birthday gift or an anniversary gift for your loved one. You can get the situation from the Jersey Shore. Classic. You can get a guy who looks like Ed Sheeran. He's not Ed Sheeran, but he looks <laughs> like him. So is the market for that like you tell someone that you got them an Ed Sheeran cameo, but actually you didn't? And you just got a is that what that what oh, they're on there for? That's that would be pretty disappointing. Well, there are I'm just trying to think. So when you go to sign up, you pick a date. You pick up to three dates and times, and they'll pick one that works. And then you, there's actually like a section where it's like, what do you want to talk about? And so you write to the celebrity, like, these are the things I want to talk about in our hangout. So I don't even know what oh. you would say there. Be like, I bought this as a prank. I brought this as a joke. No, but like the normal cameo product is uh, you submit a, a web form, and then you get back a video of a celebrity saying something. And so I wonder if that's why all the impersonators are on there, because while Ed Sheeran isn't on there, you can get a lookalike Ed Sheeran right. to make a video and say something that someone might think is the real Ed Sheeran. That would kind of be a funny joke to play on the impersonator for those 10 minutes is just like really aggressively act like they're the real celebrity. And if they're like, no, but I'm an impersonator, I'd be like, you got me, Ed Sheeran. Now, that would so be, now if, there, if there is a pair of impersonator comma celebrity on cameo and then you got them in a phone call together is that what you're saying yeah i i yeah. think you saw oh my god scott stapp the lead singer of creed <laughs> spider-man 15 dollars for 10 minutes you can talk to spider-man or at least the guy oh in the spider-man okay. costume okay, 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 <laughs> that okay. might be worth buying <laughs> i have an idea <laughs> The thing I picked a couple of weeks, months ago, Taskmaster. Did anyone watch it? Anyone watch Taskmaster? I did see a little bit of it, yes. Okay. You could have a YouTube show where you play Taskmaster with all these celebrities at extreme cost, but get six of them in a phone call. Be like, okay, you all have 10 minutes to write a song and perform it at the end, and I'm going to pick the winner. Go. Uh... <laughs> I would like that. I don't know if they do it, but I love the idea. Tell me the best joke. That is awesome. Just making them do. I, honestly, I'd have them like make doctor's appointments for me. Like I'd make them my assistant for ten minutes. Be like, hey, can you do me a favor and just like, you know, help, help me help me file my taxes or something? Have the book restaurants on your behalf. I think there's actually a lot of ways this could be used. I mean, it's Are you going on a trip to L.A. Hit up one of these actors to make you a bunch of fancy fancy dinner reservations. Right. I feel like anywhere, like the actor could call and just be like. Possibly, oh, it's me, yeah. uh, you know, such and such. Don't you, you can get James Vanderbeek to do your uh, your tasks for you? Nine hundred dollars for ten minutes. All right, I gotta go make dinner. We need to uh, we need to get off this. And yeah, we're having too much fun here, guys. Let's uh, let's blast forward into picks, the part of the show where you just bring something we want to share. Uh, I'll go first because mine is very quick. Uh, Mad Minis available in your grocer's freezer. Uh, they're like little tiny ice cream sandwiches where they basically took faux Oreos, put a little ice cream between them, uh, but they're the size of Oreos. So they're kind of a little snackable 
uh, ice cream sandwich and only 60 calories each. Available in five flavors. I've had the vanilla and the blondie, and they're both fantastic. So if you look for a cool ice cream treat, the problem is if I buy a pint, I eat the pint. So with these, I just grab one uh, when I feel like it, and I eat it, and it's small and satiable. So check out Mad Minis in your grocery's freezer. Uh, let's, well, okay. Somebody just, who's picking mime stream? Me. Okay. I, what do you I got put there? it in Colby's name accidentally. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It confused me. What's up with this one? It, this, um, this, I think is the 36th email client we've picked on yes, the show. Yes. Last week, Colby picked Thunderbird <laughs> and I really wanted to tell him to try mime stream, but then I had the presence of mind to just save it for my pick for the next week. So Sweet. this week I'm picking mime stream. It is. It only works for Gmail, though, which I guess wouldn't work for Colby. But if you have work email, it might work. Um, it is very minimalist, does exactly what you want, very fast, supports all the Gmail features that you would expect. Um, yeah, it's the easiest one to use so far in my experience. It's never had like a weird slowdown like I had with uh, AirMail. Is that what that one was called I used before that? Mm -hmm. Um it's distressingly free, but they claim that they will start charging for it at some point. Um, yeah, Mac only. Nice. Cool. My stream. Check it out for Mac OS. Uh, Colby, I'm absolutely fascinated by this pick. You got to tell me about it. So, um, my old toaster oven that I've had rewind. When I moved to California, I was like, you know what? I'm an adult now. I'm going to purchase a toaster oven. Very excited about it. I think it's a better experience than a, just a toaster. Um, I got, I got, you know, whatever some wire cutter picked toaster oven at the time. You know, it was great. It was awesome. Um, I took it with me when I moved here from California and it like broke. It got broken in the move. Uh, but I got them to replace it. Like I called Breville and I was like, yo, my toaster oven just stopped working. I don't know why. Um, and they replaced it. They just sent me a new one. And since then I've had that same toaster oven. And to this day, it still works, but like it started to get like weird, like, like the button, the buttons has start the toaster oven, like just got, has gotten like less and less responsive. Um, and it finally got slow enough that it was like, you would have to press it like 700 times to get, to get it to, to toast. And so, uh, the time, the time came to replace it and, uh, Revel and Jewel, Jewel is like one of the sous vide things. Like they make one of the sous vide things. And I think Breville owns them now. They like took the the phone controlled jewel stuff and their sweet toaster oven and they smooshed them together <laughs> into uh internet controlled toaster oven. Wow. Wild. Yeah. It's like bigger than the old toaster oven to the point where like you can fit like one of those like like one third size cookie sheets in there, like a jelly roll pan, they're called. Like, you can cook actual food in this thing, which we do often because 
especially in the summer, it, it like running the toaster oven is so much cooler and less disruptive than like turning on the gas, the gas stove. Um, so we use it all the time. The phone control, it does work. You can program it to do crazy things. Like you can program it to like, you know, like, like prove your bread. And then once the proving is done, automatically start baking. And then like right at the end, like adjust to get it to brown or something. We never do any of those things, but it is always connected to Wi-Fi to the point that like, if you turn it on to toast, you always get a notification on your phone when it is, when it is finished cooking, um, which is super unnecessary but i guess slightly convenient i always know when laura is cooking something <laughs> because i get, I get notifications like out in the world like oh your jewel oven is finished cooking um yeah it's fully fully unnecessary but pretty pretty good wi-fi stuff aside it, it's a great toaster oven it's really yeah. nice having a really big toaster oven have you done any of the like guided recipes or any of the No, we haven't tried any of the of the wacky stuff yet. You're also supposed it's supposed to be able to dehydrate stuff too. Like it it can go I guess it must be like a super low temperature and like use the convection or something to just like hmm. dehydrate fruits. Wow. Well, you know, uh you, you can't go wrong with the Breville, um, and this thing is the highest of tech. So very cool. The the jewel of an Air Fryer Pro. Um, that's great. Let us know how it goes. I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious uh, if you uh, use any of the additional fancy features like telling uh, the smart assistant to turn on your oven. Uh, curious how it goes. <laughs> it does, so it doesn't let you. You can't. Uh, turn on the the oven fully from your phone. Like you can do it, and like it it pops up on the screen, like ready to cook. But then you always it makes you press the button, which mm. is probably smart. Yeah. But, um, oh, it's also an air fryer. That was that was the thing, which I think I'm. It's not clear to me what the difference between an air fryer and a convection toaster oven is to begin with, but it's at right. That's a, totally the same. <laughs> that's, no, it's the same thing. It does come with like an air fryer basket thing that works pretty well. It's cool. Nice. All right, we'll check that out. We'll have a link to that and all the picks on our website. Make sure you check that out. Don't panic.io. The episodes will be there as well. Of course, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Just search Don't Panic. Look for the big red button, video version on YouTube. And, of course, you can get a hold of us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com, or tweet at us at Don't Panic Show. Guys, anything else this evening? I don't think so. No? no. All is good in the world. Um, well, this is great. A pleasure catching up with you guys. A pleasure catching up with the listeners out in the world. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another great tech-filled edition of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.